We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Carry on my son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Good morning and happy Saturday. Are you ready for a brand new, fresh edition of the Bob Rose Rewind? I hope so, because it's coming right at you as we kick things off with a big name, Senator Rick Scott. And we're talking about a lot of different things, including the budget. He's not real happy with Joe Biden, etc. Let's roll it. The Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3, the sky. Don't you cry. Good morning, Senator. How are you doing? Good morning. You would love being up here because all they know how to do is waste your money. This is a big... I mean, did you see Biden's budget? Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so think about this. The population of the United States has grown by 16% in the last 20 years. Okay? So you'd think maybe our budget might have grown about 16%, right? No. 310%. Well, what some people don't yeah, what some people don't know is that even when you say there's like a freeze, it's still a what two per, two to four percent rise <laughs> in the budget automatically before anything else is added. So here's the way it works: once you get into this, I've, I've, I've watched this. Same, I had the same issue I dealt with in Tallahassee. People think if you spend money on something, you care. If you don't spend money, you don't care. No, it's somebody's money. You might care about things, but you can't spend money you don't have. So we have a 7.4% increase in this year's budget, and we've had basically no population growth. Why, what, why do we have to spend, keep spending more money? I mean, we already have $30 trillion of debt. This is going to take us to $45 trillion of debt. This increase will be over $100,000 just in the next 10 years per family. By the way, the first 200 years of our, of our country's existence, we had less than a trillion dollars of the debt. After 200 years, now we add. Oh, it's it, oh, it's just a few trillion. So there'll be another what couple trillion dollars of debt this year, just this, just one year. And then there's uh, the interest on that. And if interest rates are going up, uh, obviously the debt oh, increases yeah. exponentially. Yeah. But but let me ask you this: Look, you're presenting logic and math. Those are solid things. But guess what? We're talking about politics. So perception rules. Here's what happened: You got into it with uh, John Roberts from Fox News. And he was saying uh, something like, your Rescue America plan, po- there's a possibility within that plan that you could actually uh, do away with Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, and you could sunset that because it's a federal program like the other ones you could sunset. I'm giving you a chance, in your words, to tell me exactly what you mean in this 11-step policy plan. There, there, there are states around the country that say we're going to review all of our programs every few years. Texas does it, I think, every seven years. So I said, let's review all the programs every five years. It didn't say let's get rid of a program. It said we're going to review to make sure we want to keep it going, right? So, and I said, 
why don't I said two things. One, let's review all of our programs every five years. Number two is let's have Congress actually tell us how they're going to fix Social Security and Medicare. Medicare goes bankrupt in four years. So if you're a Medicare recipient, it should infuriate you because in Congress, guess what? We don't vote on Medicare anymore. Social Security, we don't vote on Social Security anymore. We, we, we put it on automatic pilot. So in 12 years, Social Security goes bankrupt, right? And in four years, Medicare goes bankrupt. So they won't be fully, fully funded. And by the way, we just did a postal bill that we took liabilities for retired benefits off the postal service balance sheet, and we put them on Medicare. They, oh, Medicare is not funded, but that's okay. That's called postal reform. So what I've, I've been very clear. We are going to figure out how to take care of our programs. I did the same thing when I'm governor. I said, if we have a program that's not funded, let's fix it. Let's make sure it's funded. And so, but but up here, oh, you know, this is like Democrat talking point. So, oh, so you mean you want to get rid of it? No, you know, we don't fund our military uh, over a 20-year period. We fund it every year. Does that mean we're shutting down our military every year? Absolutely not. But it's just a Democrat talking point. All right. So when it comes to spending and we're already running deficits and a huge uh, debt, as you had mentioned, and you've got Joe Biden. Part of his plan is to literally spend billions to hire attorneys to work as advocates for illegal immigrants. Now, when people hear that, they go, well, why can't you use some of that money to shore up Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid? Absolutely. By the way, the, I've been to the border four times in, in the last um, two years. It's open. There's no border. We don't have a border anymore. And you can just walk across. And by the way, it, the, the Border Patrol are working their butts off. They walk across. Their job now is to, oh, where would you like to go? Let me take you there. That's what we do now. I mean, there's, there's wonderful people that want to come and live the dream of this country. And guess what? There's people selling drugs. There's terrorists coming. So 100,000 people, that's one out of about every 3,000 people in this country, died of a drug overdose last year. Okay, they're not drug addicts. They're people that bought a Xanax. They shouldn't have, but they bought a Xanax online, laced with fentanyl made in China, delivered by the cartel from Mexico. And Joe Biden doesn't care. He doesn't care at all that that we have drugs coming across. We have terrorists coming across. We have criminals coming across. He doesn't care. What's the real reason? Open, what's, open the, what's the real reason, Senator, why you think Joe Biden allows the open borders? It's, it's not a failed policy. It's, it is his policy. But what oh, is no, the end game? What, what's he trying to do? No, it's, it's not failing. It is intentional. It's right. I, I don't have any idea. Like, what, think about this. Why in God's green earth wouldn't we have a border? Okay, we love immigrants. We were like legal immigrants. We need to know who's coming to our country. They want to live our dream. That's number one. Number two is why aren't we energy independent? We were when Trump was president. We just all of a sudden, because Joe Biden says, no, I hate fossil fuels. Now we have to import oil. Why would we do that to ourselves? Why wouldn't we give the Ukrainian uh, military everything they need to win? That's just, they, they wanna, oh, I'm not sure we should give you that. That's how poor Biden is. And so I want I want Ukraine to kick Russia's butt back into Russia. I, I want Putin in jail as a war criminal. Give them the weapons they need, Joe. I mean, stop. They need to, They said we need the planes from Poland. Poland says okay. Joe Biden says well, no, I don't think so. I mean, this stuff is you can't make this stuff up. But just think about you. You cannot help anybody else if you're not fiscally sound yourself. 
We are not fiscally sound. A, 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 a one-tenth of one percent increase in our population and over a seven percent increase in our budget. How? What are we doing? No, everything you present is, uh, you know, common sense and logic. But back to Ukraine real quick. They prop Zelensky up as he's some kind of hero. But wasn't he like a George Soros, uh, you know, kind of a puppet to some extent? Didn't Soros push him into power? And, and you know, not to diminish Putin being a bad guy. He's truly a bad guy. But is Zelensky this kind of heroic figure with all the corruption that Ukraine is known for? I think I you know what I've watched, um, Bobby, is. You know, new democracies, it's, it's really painful to get where you want to go. You look around the world, places where we believe they have really good democracies. Now, in the beginning, it was really hard and hard to make sure there's no corruption. So I th- I'm sure that, like Ukraine, like other new democracies, they struggle through trying to make sure there's no corruption. But I think here's, here's what we've got to think about. If Putin, we want Ukraine to win, one for the Ukrainian people. But on top of that, if, if, you, if Ukraine loses... Where's, where's Putin going next? Is he going to go into Poland? And then we have our men and women uh, fighting because they're part of NATO. Are they going to go to Lithuania? They're going to go. Where are they going to go? And so we've got to do everything we can. The Ukrainian people want to defend their freedom. Let's give them the resources to do it. Well, it, like I said, uh, coming straight at us with uh, logic and information and, and good math versus the normal Washington, D.C. math. Uh, Senator Rick Scott, uh, we wish you well. And, uh, and yeah, I'm just concerned the lefty media is going to look for anything they can expose that's negative, and they know this, you know, Social Security and all that's like an open wound. And I just think, you know, conservatives and Republicans need to be very careful in that area. Other than that, um, totally on board, my friend. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. That was Senator Rick Scott on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Saturday. Stick around. Coming up. Soldiers Freedom Outdoors, a cause that's near and dear to my heart, and their leader, Dan DeMarco, will join us next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy, happy Saturday. Welcome. It's the Bob Rose Rewind. And my special guest is Dan DeMarco. He runs Soldiers Freedom Outdoors. It's a 501c3. They're always doing great things for uh, for our warriors that have the hidden wounds of war. I'll let him explain further. Also, a big appreciation dinner coming up. Let's get to it. The Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. Dan, good morning. How you doing? 
Doing great, Bob. How are you? Doing fantastic. So just for people who are new to the area or not familiar, soldiersfreedomoutdoors.org. Soldiersfreedomoutdoors.org. Uh, that's the easiest way to find out more. But, Dan, in a nutshell, what's the mission? What's Soldiers Freedom all about? Well, we're here, uh, you know, basically to uh, show appreciation to our veterans, but really to heal the hidden wounds of war. So the stuff you don't see, you know, post-traumatic stress, traumatic brain injury, uh, just to show that, you know, show them that we care. That's why we're here. And that goes a long ways. Of course, we have, you know, 350-acre ranch dedicated to our veterans. We have a, a beautiful farmhouse that sleeps uh, seven veterans at a time. We do retreats, four-day retreats from Friday through Monday. Uh, it's free to our veterans. Um, and, uh, you know, active duty, retired, um, just honorably discharged. Uh, and we have a variety of programs, huge equine program. We have kayaking Paddleboarding, fishing, hunting, hiking, anything you can think of with that has to do with nature. And it's just amazing. It's, uh, you know. How do, we, how do we know there are hidden uh, wounds of war? Well, I mean, they're hidden. You wouldn't know. You know by the result. Well, of the course. suicide rate among veterans is through the roof. I mean, you, you, you taught me that. Uh, and that number, unfortunately, continues to grow. So that's what I mean by... You know, these are hidden wounds. Everybody appears normal. They're struggling. They're hurting inside. You don't know what they're going to do next. This is a chance to go, hey, reset, breathe, enjoy some nature. You want to ride a horse? That in its own right is therapeutic no matter who you are. You've got a, a great equestrian program there as well. So it, this is people who've experienced things that only other people possibly that have served in, in similar conditions can understand, and that's who they're surrounded with. It is. So it's, uh, you know, we have a great core group of volunteers. Uh, some are veterans, some are not. But, you know, it's really veterans helping veterans, too. You know, you have uh, – we serve all veterans, so we don't, we're not post-9-11. So you might have, you know, someone that's Vietnam era that has been through what one of our younger guys are, or, 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 or women are going through and, and they can help and relate and they share these stories and they know they're not alone. That's the biggest thing. They know that, that they're not alone and if they're struggling, they got a place to go, someone to call, and that understands what they're going through. And that's, that's important. If you want to see the facilities, if you want to contribute in any way, um, contact Dan. He'll be more than happy to show you around the place, whatever it is. If you've got time to volunteer, want to make a donation, uh, absolutely terrific, and he welcomes that. And if you have served or you're currently serving, uh, you are welcome to get on the calendar and, and to enjoy what, uh, what Camp Freedom has to offer through Soldiers Freedom Outdoors. But one of the reasons why Dan is here uh, is to really shine a spotlight on the people that make it run, like the volunteers. And so there's a special appreciation dinner that is coming up Saturday, April 23rd. I will be your MC for the event. And can you tell me a little bit about the special guest speaker who's a Marine Major, General James the Hammer Hartzell? Uh, career Marine, amazing man. Uh, been on the front lines and uh, has led a lot of our Marines. Uh, just uh, I had a pleasure of meeting him. He came to one of our retreats. And uh, I thought, wouldn't it be great to have him down for our main speaker? And he, he said yes. Uh, I know he works uh, alongside our governor up there in Tallahassee, does a lot of great work for our veterans, and um, we're really looking forward to having him. It's, it's 
you don't want to miss this. It's going to be a great night. Well, it's an opportunity to hear somebody speak who has been there, done that, still in a leadership position, and and so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Now, it's not just him and, and his you know speaking and what you're going to learn there, but there's going to be live music. There's going to be excellent food. There's going to be a live auction, raffles, cash bar. Did I mention great food? This is really a nice evening out. And say you have a, a small business. This is a great opportunity to buy a table. You buy a table, and then you bring maybe some of your clients or you bring some of the special people that work for your company, and you enjoy a great evening, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, buying a table saves you some money, and like Bob said, it's going to be a great time. You're going to meet a lot of our veterans. You're going to hear not only from uh, the hammer, but you're going to hear from some of our other veterans that have benefited from our program. Well, that's the thing, too. That I think that was last time um, you had a fantastic guest who, he, he where he was at in his head, when he first visited and where he's at now is incredible. This guy like is helping to run like an ag program and extension out of the, uh, out of, uh, one of the college system in the state of Georgia. Yeah. John Jackson. I mean, it, it's so, yeah, these are stories about lives turning around and rescuing people from, uh, you know, living in this cage of, uh, you know, anxiety and, uh, and all the things that uh, they suffer from depression and things like that. Yeah. And you're not going to see it. They hide it very well. So, you know, let's not forget our veterans. We get a lot going on in this world, but they've given us so much, and and we, you know, we 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 can't leave any of them behind. We have to work hard to make sure they're they're taken care of. Well, I love it when you can do something for an excellent cause like this, and also, hey, it's an enjoyable evening out uh, for folks as well. It's like a what do you call win win? Oh, it is. It's well worth the money. The food is fantastic. You're not going to go away hungry. And uh, you'll, it's just, it's, it's right on the farm too. So we got a huge tent going up. It's overlooking our big pasture. It's out. It's outside. It's going to be a beautiful evening. Yeah, it's coming up Saturday, April twenty third, uh, and we'd love to have you out. And uh, veteran or non-veteran, everybody, everybody's invited. The veterans enjoy support from veterans and non-veterans. All of us, those who served and didn't serve. I serve on the board. That's my opportunity to give a little back. Now is your opportunity. Yeah, come on out because we're going to be featuring our blacksmithing shop, something new we're doing for our veterans too. So that's that's going to be featured uh, the night of the dinner. You can go down and look at it. But we do a two day class to introduce them on how to how to blacksmith and learn how to make a knife. Or it's really cool. It's given. A, we have a waiting list of the twenty five for the next two classes. It's just been they really enjoying it. It's, it's giving them something to do. It's it's a project. making something. It is. It's something it's, cool. It's, something useful. A tool. It is. It's yeah. it's, it's awesome. Soldiersfreedomoutdoors.org is the easiest thing to do. Go to soldiersfreedomoutdoors.org. Also on Facebook. And the, the camp is located, the address is Melrose, okay, um, but it's very close to Keystone Heights as well. Right on the border, yes. Yeah. Very easy to find. Behind the, uh, just down the street from the, uh, the cracker. The cracker kitchen, that's right. Cracker kitchen, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so good stuff all the way around. Uh, Dan, I know it's going to be a success. I look forward to emceeing and hearing Marine Major uh, General James the Hammer Heart Cell. I know he's got some great stories to tell. Looking forward to it. All right? Thanks, Dan, for all, all right, you do. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. Yeah. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Rewind. We are not done yet, not even close. Hang on, because coming up next, State Representative Chuck Clemens. There's a special session in Tallahassee coming up. He'll tell us about that and some bills that he authored next on 97.3 The Sky. (laughs) 
Happy Saturday and welcome. It's the Bob Rose Rewind and State Representative Chuck Clements joins us and uh, talking a little bit about that big old budget in Tallahassee. And there really is some good news here. So let's do it. The Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Chuck, good morning, sir. How you doing? Hey, great, Bob. Good morning. It's great to be in the free state of Florida today. Hey, you guys have uh, uh, all this extra money and stuff. You're, you're not working hard to try to spend it all. You know you can save some of that. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm glad you opened with that. We, we passed the largest budget in Florida's history at $112 billion. But, Bob, to your point, Florida is in great shape. We put $8.9 billion in reserves to ensure that Florida is prepared for the future in any emergencies uh, that, that may occur. We also put, in addition to the $8.9 billion, another billion in a savings account for inflation to help offset uh, the impact of inflation on, on Florida's budget. So we are in good shape. I, I know that um, the gas prices here have generally been a little bit higher than Georgia. We've all been you know, up and down up through the state. Um, and generally, it's always been a little higher. It could be due to taxes and different stuff. But lately, it seems like that disparity is a little bit greater. Is there any move within you know, Tallahassee to, I don't know, if you pressure, create competition, lower you know, uh, some of the things that uh, you know, the business owners, the gas station owners have to deal with? Is there any relief that, that you can offer? Well, you know, I know that the governor was looking at doing some uh, tax, uh, uh, gas tax uh, uh, holidays, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we have done some of those things. He wanted, I think, a, a, a year or a billion dollars. I think we settled on some like $200 million, something like that. Uh, gas taxes, the last time I checked, Bob, were about 48 cents a gallon. Now, that's uh, both state, uh, county, and local combined. Uh, the, the the federal taxes are, are in, baked in, into that, but you know when when gas prices are a dollar fifty eight a gallon like they were a dollar seventy nine a gallon like they were eighteen months ago, and now gas is uh, four dollars a gallon. It makes the the gas taxes uh, less of a percentage. Um, but I would ask you, like Ronald Reagan would ask, you know, are you better off now than you were, you know, just eighteen months ago? And the answer is resoundingly no. Uh, in Florida, Bob. With the, uh, our governor's leadership, you know, freedom has produced record revenue. We don't allow law enforcement to be defunded. We we don't uh, you know we don't eliminate bail for criminals. Uh, we don't release criminals early, and we don't uh, we don't do anything to help prosecutors uh, ignore the law. Uh, to your point, we've got the most real, robust tax package in Florida's history, with a billion a billion dollars in tax cuts for mostly the average Florida citizen. And that would come everything from the tax holidays. We've got tools, Bob, in this year's tax holiday. Uh, there's a lot of working folks that use tools uh, in, their, in, their, in their home life and in their, in their small businesses. We're going to eliminate the sales tax on those tools. And it goes all the way down to uh, diapers for children. And uh, we're going to include this year for the first time uh, the, the depends or the things for senior citizens. And we're going to eliminate the tax sales tax on those things as well. All right. Sounds like some good steps there. Uh, uh, what were your thoughts on, I guess, not just Governor DeSantis and the and the, the bill that you all presented to him for the parental rights, the one that the left keeps saying, don't say gay, which we know is just a, 
bad talking point based on nothing. But um, I guess what's your thoughts? And then what's your thoughts with kind of the blowback, say from like Disney and others that say they're going to they're going to fight this? Well, you know, I think that words words can be uh, twisted, and that's exactly what happened with this parental rights bill. Um, you know, uh, the Speaker of the House, Chris Sprouse, has young children, and uh, one of them brought home brought home a, a book, and uh, he thought it was all going to be fine, and it wasn't fine. And he said, where'd you get this book? I got it from the library. He called the superintendent of schools. School superintendent didn't even know that that book was in, in, the, in the library. Um, look, we shouldn't sexualize uh, kids that are in the uh, kindergarten, first, second, third grade. Uh, I, I would rather them learn more about uh, Transformers at that age than transsexuals. And and there's a time and a place to learn about uh, people's behavior and their choices, and, and I'm all for that. But I'm not for, you know, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds uh, being involved in some sort of uh, uh, cultural education when it's not age-appropriate for them. Uh, well, I've well got, they, uh, they have a term for it. It's called grooming, and it's not a good thing. No, I I, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. It's not a good thing, and that's why the Florida legislature, uh, the House and the Senate, and the governor signed that bill uh, almost as soon as it was placed on his desk. And, you know, I give it to uh, Chris Sprouse, our speaker, and, and Wilson Simpson, the, the president of the Senate, standing firm and tall with Ron DeSantis, which I think is the best governor uh, in America. Uh, and, and I'm just afraid that uh, we're, we're probably going to lose him. Uh, he's going to get reelected, I think, for sure. And then uh, I think the nation needs Ron DeSantis. Uh, I, I agree. We don't want to lose him, but he might be needed for a greater cause. And you mentioned Chris Sprouse and, and Wilson Simpson. They were mentioned on the show yesterday when I had the reps from Ark of Alachua, you know, that helped the de- developmentally disabled. And they said uh, kudos to these guys for helping to make sure there's some funding available so they can continue to take care of their uh, of their clients. So I just want to pass that along and make sure that you support that bill as well that's going to fund some of the caretakers. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Listen, I, I ran a couple of really good bills this year, Bob, and, and was successful. I passed more bills uh, in the House of Representatives than, than any of the other 119 members of the House. Um, and, and I'm very proud to have worked with uh, our Attorney General, Ashley Moody, in uh, a retail theft bill. You've seen these smash and grabs. You've seen where these oh, mobs yeah. go into the high, high, high-end stores, and uh, that's not an accident, Bob. Many of these things are organized by organized crime, and they take these big-ticket items, and they, they move so fast, it's very hard to prosecute some of these folks, and there's some, some multi-layers of bureaucracy. We've removed those layers of bureaucracy, and what we're doing is targeting those people that get caught more than once in a 30-day period, and we've enhanced uh, the, the penalties and making it a, 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 as high as a second-degree felony if you were involved in one of those organized uh, theft rings. And, and the attorney general said that the district attorneys all across Florida have come to her, please help us with these tools to make us, when we charge these people, that it sticks. Is and this I'm kind of, proud of... Is this based on, like, uh, RICO statutes type thing, uh, organized crime? So similar, uh, because what we've seen is these uh, bands, uh, a lot of times these bands, they travel. They travel up and down the interstate, and they get off at an exit, do their thing. Sometimes they walk out with a, 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 a buggy full of high-priced items and just walk out, load them into the, the van or the U-Haul, and, and they're down going to another city, you know, from here to Ocala to, to, to Orlando or Tampa doing the same thing. 
Wow. Oh, well, I'm glad that you're you're working to put an end to that. Uh, tell me uh, anything you want about the special session. Uh, what, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. Let, I'll, let me get to the special session. I've got one more bill I'm really excited about. It was uh, House Bill 749 that I worked with our, our great CFO, Jimmy Petronas. And it, it's uh, a fraud prevention bill. But inside that, that bill, Bob, have you ever signed up for a service and given them your credit card and they automatically bill you? I have. Many people have, and then later decided, hey, um, I really don't use this service or I don't want to do it anymore, and try to unsubscribe. Yes. Uh, they send you to uh, Pakistan and back and talk to 500 people. And, Bob, we passed a bill that's on the governor's desk that says if you signed up over the phone, you can unsign up over the phone. If you signed up on the computer, you can unsign up on the computer, making it easier for consumers in Florida to get rid of those subscriptions that have your credit card number and continue to bill you even though you don't want that so very very proud of that bill too wow i mean you know everybody is uh working any kind of scam they they can think of and we're glad that you're there to try to put an end to this kind of stuff yeah. uh, unfortunately it never does seem to end but yeah we we appreciate what's going on in tallahassee we echo hey. your sentiments about this great governor and uh, if there's anything else that you want to discuss, we'd be happy to have you well, on again. Yeah, thanks, Bob. And uh, uh, April 19th, we'll show up in Tallahassee and we'll address uh, this special session that has to do with the congressional uh, redistricting maps. You know, we, we proffered a couple maps to the governor, uh, the House and the Senate did. He wasn't uh, real happy with the congressional maps. Congressional maps are the only of the three maps that the governor has input or approval path with. The House and the Senate maps uh, were passed without objections. They went straight to the Supreme Court. They've been signed, and they are now uh, the new uh, district maps for the state of Florida. So there's no challenge with those. But we will address uh, within the special session the congressional maps, and I'm, look I'm looking to work that out. So thank you for inviting me. That was State Representative Chuck Clemens on the Bob Rose Rewind. I hope your Saturday is going well. Off to a good start. Stand by, because coming up next, we're going to talk to a guy who's a former Green Beret. He's Congressman Mike Walls, and the role that his brothers-in-arms uh, has been playing in the Ukraine. Hang on, that's next on the Bob Rose Rewind, 97.3 The Sky. It's the Bob Rose Rewind. Happy Saturday. Joining me now, Congressman Mike Waltz, who's a former Green Beret. He knows about their role and what they played in helping Ukraine. People have wondered, why are they so successful? How do they keep winning against this big enemy? I think he'll explain at least part of that coming up right now on the Bob Rose Rewind 97.3 The Sky. Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, good morning. Good to be with you. One of the times we spoke, you know, I asked, I think, about Zelensky and the fact that he's, a, you know, Soros put him into power. But I never hear anybody in D.C. kind of talking about that or questioning that. In other words, are we taking the chance on putting up blood and treasure and things like that for a Soros, uh, you know, uh, puppet? Yeah, look, I mean, I share the concern. Anything Soros touches. Uh, believe me, has me worried. Uh, but on the other hand, yeah, we just have to look at what the guy has done. Uh, when I was out there last year, he had just replaced some of these kind of old guards trained in Russia, 
Soviet mentality cabinet ministers with Western-leaning, Western-oriented, by all accounts from our embassy, not corrupt uh, uh, leaders. And then look at all the choices he's had. He could have done what um, President Ghani of Afghanistan did. He could have gotten on a helicopter with a bag of cash. He could have hid in a bunker. He could have gotten a payout from Putin to just walk away. Uh, but he's, he's staying in the fight, and believe me, the intelligence is clear. Putin is doing everything he can to kill him. Uh, every time I see Zelensky up on the screen, you know, and every time he comes online, every time he comes up on the Internet, they can find him, and I'm waiting on a Russian cruise missile to fly through the window. Uh, so, you know, I just have to go by what he's doing, uh, what, what I'm seeing, what the intelligence is reporting in terms of his governance, and the guy is stepping up to lead. Uh, and I think he's got a chance to actually defeat the Russians. And, and uh, are you, I guess, are you surprised by that? Do you think Putin is surprised by that? Do you think the Russian military is nowhere near maybe what we perceive their abilities to be? Because I don't hear anything about their Air Force at all. Yeah, so I think everybody's surprised by it. We have to remember, this guy was like, he was a late night comedian. Just a few years ago, this is kind of like if Jay Leno or Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> became the president of a country and then becomes a wartime president and is actually leading from the front. So it absolutely surprised Putin. I think it surprised the world. Uh, but he's rallied the Europeans. He's shamed the Europeans uh, and uh, rallied, rallied his people on the Russian military. Look, Putin is one of the world's best poker players. Uh, he's been playing and bluffing on a, you know, on a pair of nine for years. He modernized his nuclear arsenal, which we need to obviously be very worried about, and some key special forces units, and he has these mercenaries, the Wagner Group. That's what he used down in Syria. But his broader military apparatus uh, is, is old, it's decrepit, the morale is low. Uh, and after all of this, we need to look at why our intelligence got it so wrong. Well, and, and what about his intelligence? Uh, apparently, Ukraine's helped to out yeah. many agents across Europe. But if he's got all these agents everywhere, some say that's actually double the number that they outed. Um, how did they get it so wrong in terms of Ukraine actually standing up and fighting back? Well, that's a great point. And when you're you know, essentially a dictatorship, you surround yourself with yes men because you're worried, constantly looking over your shoulder and worried about your grip on power. Uh, you know, who knows what was being fed into Putin uh, by his generals and by his uh, intelligence apparatus. I can tell you he has fired or put on house arrest or you know, removed uh, two of his top intelligence officials. Now, it's unclear whether that's because, obviously, they got it so wrong or because those are the individuals he thought may maneuver on him uh, in terms of seizing power or both. It could be both. But clearly they got it wrong as well, and clearly we got the Ukrainians wrong. And one of the things I want to get to the bottom of is we were actually there with Ukrainians, training with them. We've had Green Berets, my fellow Green Berets, right. there since 2014. I think all of that training is paying off. It definitely shows. But why didn't we have a better assessment of their capabilities and their will to fight? You know, I'll just very quickly, it's easy to count planes and tanks and ships. It's much more difficult from an intelligence standpoint to factor in morale, will to fight, capabilities, logistics, maintenance. You know, all of these.
eliminate those things that actually make a military go, uh, even if you have more planes and tanks and ships, if you don't have those other things, uh, you're going to lose. And that's what we're seeing with the Russians. So I've got, you know, this, we'll call it a game. Is it in the first quarter? Are we at halftime? And at the end, how do you think this will end? Will it end peacefully? Will Zelensky negotiate something that everybody can be happy, well, Putin can be happy with? Or do you think this is just escalating? Well, it depends on what you, I mean, in terms of measuring the game, what you measure is success. Um, You know, I would say we're, we're, we're through the first quarter. We're definitely through phase one, and uh, Putin has not has absolutely not achieved his ob- objectives. He thought this would be game over uh, right now, just like it was, and with good reason, uh, because that's what happened in Crimea in 2014 and the Donbass in 2014. The world kind of kicked and screamed a little while and then moved on, and he, and he achieved his aims. Uh, I think he went too big, too complex, more than his military could handle, uh, number one, um, and, you know, in terms of, two, how this ends, I do think we are starting to see some maneuvering towards a negotiated ceasefire, at least, um, and the key pieces of that are going to be Zelensky's uh, move towards NATO. That's actually not his choice alone. It's baked into the Ukrainian Constitution to get into NATO. So how... You know, he has signaled he's willing to back off of that demand. I think that's a huge concession on his part. But the, the critical pieces are going to be what's the status of this area that Russia has captured, particularly Crimea and eastern Ukraine. Is Zelensky prepared to give that up for good in order to save his country from getting turned into rubble? Uh, and that's, that's just a brutally tough decision. Yeah, it, it really is. I know uh, Russia wants this kind of land bridge, if you will, kind of, you know, giving them easier access that's to guess, right. yeah, Crimea. So uh, it's, that's a well, tough one. Well, I was just going to say, look, what, what Putin wanted, I mean, he, he shot for the whole country, uh, and, and he obviously isn't going to get it. But most of Ukraine's industrial, mining, heavy industries are in the east. Uh, and then that access to the Black Sea is something that every Russian leader has wanted, you know, back to the czars. And, <laughs> and, and even before that, that warm water port, that warm water ocean access. Uh, but right now he's struggling to get the major port town of Odessa. So he may settle with that land bridge that Mariupol is in the center of, that land bridge between eastern Ukraine and Crimea. That may be what he settles for and then, uh, you know, tries to defend it. Um, and you're going to see trench-style warfare along those lines as those lines settle, just like they did after 2014. Maybe he would have been more successful if he followed what you thought his game plan would be. If I remember correctly, you thought maybe Odessa would be one of the first targets. Yeah, I think he went too broad. Uh, he tried to go after too many things, uh, and it was clearly more than his military could logistically support. Um, Odessa, uh, it, I mean, look, I would never say I was him. But from a military standpoint, Odessa is the prize. Uh, but they, you know, they went after that, seems like, as their fourth or fifth priority. Uh, and then, obviously, Kiev. Um, but I really thought, back to your point, if he underestimated Zelensky and his government, I really thought, uh, you know, P- Putin believed he would fold. And he would do one of those things that we described, either leave, take a payout, um, or, or just surrender. 
Well, we always appreciate you keeping in touch with us, uh, you know, the latest information, and uh, we wish you Godspeed in dealing with this whole scenario effectively from mostly the sidelines. But like you said, your brothers are there helping uh, <laughs> helping to train. So uh, we, we appreciate it, and let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. All righty. That was Congressman Mike Waltz on the Bob Rose Rewind. Thanks to all of my guests, State Rep Chuck Clemens, Dan DeMarco from Soldiers Freedom Outdoors, and Senator Rick Scott started things off. Thank you for tuning in to the Bob Rose Rewind. We appreciate that. And I invite you to join us Monday morning starting at 6 a.m. for the Bob Rose Show, along with Greg Cassidy, right here on 97.3 The Sky.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.